Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hurry in during Ram Truck Month, where you'll find J.D. Power's number one brand and new vehicle quality in 2021. And right now, get 0% financing for 72 months on the 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star. For 2021 J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Not compatible with any other offer. 0% APR financing for 72 months equal $13.89 per month per $1,000 finance for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Offer ends 5-2-22. Thank you so much for downloading this edition of Vleeties, episode 146. Wow, we're just cruising right along on the path to 150. Uh, which is something I just realized now. But thank you so much for downloading. I will be live uh, again. I'm no longer part of Raw's fourth hour. That was a huge announcement that happened last night on Raw's fourth hour, on Monday night, rather. I shouldn't I shouldn't just assume that this is the time of day that you all know. But ultimately, yes, no longer part of Raw's fourth hour, but I'm here live uh, tonight, usually Tuesdays, on trovo.live slash Vleeties. That'll be me and Geezy for the first portion, then me, Kevin, and Gino in the later portion of that. When, Wednesdays, I'll still be with Kevin immediately following dynamite uh we'll be live on trovo.live slash twfs and then my goal is to put some more stuff out whether that's on this channel or whether it's on the uh hashtags and headlines feed so i want to do some more stuff i didn't recap any of my vacation that i just got back from so i'm sure you all missed me and i'm glad to be back but since you're here please whatever podcast feeder you're using if you could leave a rating and a review and if you could also go to apple and just leave a review there i know that not everybody uses apple Podcasts, but just go do that please it helps out so much so if i can get some more ratings and reviews on there that would be fantastic but ultimately enjoy this discussion we talked a lot about impact wrestling talked a lot about aew i missed a week of news so it's it's uh it was a good time tonight with kevin and sonic gino so enjoy the show after these messages we're never gonna remember gino impact wrestling has been the hotness where have you been like it's been like i took a week off from wrestling who knew it would be like the most monumental week in impact wrestling history like they've changed the company like i'm surprised there's not a new logo like it really is this new place there's there's a switchblade there there's gorillas of destiny it's the new aew it's they have a real forbidden door where ring of honor guys are there new japan guys are there mickey james is there like it just it feels so like diana's got a a mexican belt there there's been so much happening with impact where have you been why haven't you told me i've been trying to tell everybody about how great impact's been doing right now again we have diana the champ champ right now having the open challenge every time when she wrestles finally having reason to have these two belts to give people a chance to shine having an roh guys coming in here taking their spot possibly having a spot now after we discuss this pay-per-view we have amazing discussions we finally could have about how great impact has been doing. Did you like, you know, so is this one of those weeks you and Deanna talk about where like we're doing all this amazing fucking shit and no one knows. So ladies, is this one of them? I missed this week. Maybe they're right. Maybe this is like the shit that people need to see and they don't see. I I think this is a good example of 
of like so Deanna's match at no so they had no surrender. They had a pay-per-view, which always helps. Whenever there's a pay-per-view, they had a lot of backstage segments that I kind of skipped through. I was confused why there was a lot of talking on the show. Even the YouTube feed was like three and a half hours. I was like, is this their WrestleMania? Like, why are they putting on the longest program they've ever done in their lives? So that was a little interesting. But it did like that event was fantastic and I wanted to hate it. Every time I watch Impact, I wanted like, no, Gino's wrong. This isn't good. Now I will say Deanna's match was not very good. I, I didn't like the girl she was wrestling. I didn't know her. You know, they were like, Oh, Lucha Baddies here. They tried to make it seem like Thunder Rosa was back. Like, oh, another open challenge, another amazing competitor. And D- D- Gino, I know that you're not a body guy. What is happening? How come Deanna's getting out of shape? Is wrestling not a cardio? I don't know about the issue with Deanna again. I've been seeing her wrestling. I do, ladies. <laughs> basic psychology. You've been praising her too much, and she hasn't done shit to deserve it. So she looks at all of her flawed bodies she's had this whole time, and she thinks, this is the virtuoso. <laughs> I can get away with it. People are buying it, and you fucking people lied to her, and she's going to end up killing herself. And isn't it interesting, do you know, that ever since I got bleedies, to start actually paying attention to Deanna. She's had nothing but bad matches. I'm starting to think, Gino, you've been lying to Bleedies and he hasn't been watching. No, he's been watching it. The big match, you, all these people here that don't realize how good she is, need to watch the Iron Woman Knockouts Championship match with her and Jordan Grace. That's the big shining star for Deanna's career that pushed her to the moon and back. Now she's here and she's fighting this person who was. But her match wasn't good at this pay-per-view. That's my problem, Gino, is like, I agree with you. Like, yeah, that Iron Woman match was pretty good. I hated Jordan Grace and I still was like, okay, this Deanna's got something. I wonder why they let her go. They made a huge mistake. She's going to like take wrestling to the next level. And Split Master Sexy says very rabid Wolverine-like matches. Oh, she's the most rabid of all the Wolverines. And I thought like, okay, cool. Like WWE was wrong about her. But ever since ever since we got Kevin to watch it, she's been right. She's been shitty. Like I don't know what's been going on. I, she's she used to wear the one piece thing. She's trying to go back to the two piece, and it's just that part of it's not working for me. And there's just botches where I I don't know if she's getting. I don't know if she's losing her confidence. Like I'm trying to think of an excuse that would make me forgive her, but her matches are not good. Ladies, I watched her on wrestling. I watch Barstool day and night. It's the best. <laughs> and on wrestling, she thinks she's better than Brit. This girl thinks she's great. And it's not confident, or it's not lack of confidence. It's the opposite. And again, it's these Genos who line up at conventions, sing Buff Bagwell's song in the hallway, find Deanna, tell her she's the greatest ever. They're so thirsty, these incels, that they convinced Deanna she's pretty. And now she has Macklin with her. Like, that isn't doing her any good, ladies. Oh, Because, yeah, he's in a, he's in pretty good shape. And even him, Gino, I'm throwing this out there, he looked a little portly in the main event. Like, something is happening in that household. I don't know if the dog's in on it, but they're all getting a little more portly than they, were, than they once were. So I'm getting concerned for all my friends. And, yes, I, like, I think – Maybe I was blinded. Maybe like it, I, I really liked – she had great matches. I can't deny that those matches were entertaining. I know if I go back and watch those, they're going to be good. But I'm just saying, you know, I'm, there's a lot more issues lately. Like maybe it started at the end of the year or maybe, maybe once she lost the belt, it was kind of like, oh, no, the mask has been pulled away because she's – yeah, and, she, and when she's in her interviews and she's saying, no, I'm doing the best work, and now it's like, okay, we're all going to be watching. She's claiming this is her best work. It's been very bad. 
it's not been as great as it was starting off that I can agree with, but it's not been like terrible. It's not been like worst matches we've ever seen. This is just a down right now at the moment. I do feel realizing this now impact's been on the toll on the road. Now they might be having a hard time, like really keeping up with their diet and their workout regimen the way they were before when impact was just in the one location, they were just able to be prepared do everything they need to for tapings and stay in shape. And now they have to do. So when they time. weren't wrestlers, what is <laughs> he talking about? Please yeah, I don't know. Like I, there's a, like, look at edge. He looks great. Like Miz looks good. I don't know. The rock always looked good. Like I understand that. Yeah. Road shape is edges. Like people have talked about what road shape is, but I, I don't know. I don't want to give her that excuse. Like if I'm a wrestler, my job is literally workout, travel, wrestle. Like that's what you do. So, and back on the road, they still film all their shows. Like, and one taping it's not like they're on the road every single week it's it's oh we go to we go to nashville you know for for all set of tapings or we we do them in florida but they're still doing four or five at a time it's not like she's not at home able to go to her her anytime fitness and use her key fob to get in true i do agree with that i'm just it's weird to me and i do want to try to find excuses just to benefit to realize this could be the issue because i I know she's good. We know she's good. No, and we don't. She's had a low point right now <laughs> that she's to come back from. This well, the problem is Britt might suck too. Britt Baker might be secretly shitty because not only does she want her Dave Meltzer fisting that she's begging for every time she sees him. We saw the video of ladies. Oh, it was a five-star match. Same thing. But also now she wouldn't let Swole make fun of her dentistry. Swole's, Swole, I finally watched more of that Swole clip. I found her, her talking about Tony Khan's weed. After we should have had it live. But she, uh, Swole said, Britt, after Swole was already trash in the dentistry, Britt said, you can't, you can't do that. That's my real job. Like, what? So what is, I thought wrestler might have been her real job. I was, I was had wishful thinking. So Swole, first of all, shouldn't even have listened to that. And you have a dentist match, ladies, and you don't want dentists to come up. Yeah, that that that's stupid, and and like I get it, but even she like it's almost like Swole bringing up her kids. Like, why is Brit allowed to be the dentist? But as soon as someone makes it a negative connotation, it's like, whoa, hold on, I have a legitimate practice. Okay, like you can't, don't bring that up, Tony. Don't let her bring that up. Like that does seem like poppycock. Like that's ridiculous. Why would you? You're not allowed to bring it up if if no one else. It's like Hogan's hairline. Like Hogan would always be make it clear. Like please, seriously. Don't bring up my hair. I won't bring up something you don't want me to bring up. We'll be. Easy. I was gonna make it a gender <laughs> thing, but that Hogan thing almost debunks it already. <laughs> but we're left with Charlotte as usual. Gino, all these indie girls we hope will be better than her. They seem like they are for brief periods. Then there's Charlotte standing tall like a queen in the end. Charlotte can go to Saudi Arabia and still look pretty in a turtleneck. Gino, she can, and also in the turtlenecks actually help people, help the women. Like what I was seeing. Nikki A.S.H. needs to actually keep that full body suit because it makes her look more like a superhero than her, like, trying to be attractive because Davey wants to make women still show. More than the cape. She already, was, she already had a full body one, I thought, you know. No, her, like, arms and legs aren't entirely covered the way that this look. The body suit actually looks a Muslim. Lot You hate fags, too? Do you want to kill them? What the hell is he saying, ladies? He wants to cover up fat girl's arms? I'm thinking he thinks that Nikki isn't attractive. That's the other thing that I got from that. She should cover up everything. It's like, no, she also wants to be comfy. She also looks hot. I don't know why it's a bad thing. She, she look, Superheroes can be hot. Did you see Wonder Woman? She was like half naked the whole time. It's a great film. It is. I just feel like, to me, it looks more like a superhero, like a classic superhero, in my 
Nice. Which one? Nick, there's nothing more classic than showing some cleave. Okay, we all love it. Stop, stop trying to take our cleave away, Gino. It's all we exist for. So I want classic Spider-Man fleeties. I'm sick of the spick one and the pig one. Oh, what? <laughs> who do we have now? I haven't seen these new Spider-Mans, but I did buy. Uh, Ralph got some Spider-Man jammies, and he's like really cartoony looking. He's got a big head. So very confusing, Gino. Uh, ultimately, yes, you're right. Nikki isn't a good wrestler. Neither is Diana. We are losing the thread. Like it's been a strange couple hours for me because I also why so I watched No Surrender like after I got off work tonight. I was I finished it. I watched some of it yesterday. I skipped a Black Taru match. What's this? Let me ask you that, Gino. Why is Black Taru a jobber? Like didn't they make him seem like he was going to be important? He's just a fucking idiot with a mask who loses every time I see him. Listen, I'm now using my term now because this upset this, me right now. That upset me that you skipped this match because this was an amazing match. This was two Haas. We don't get Haas matches all the time like we should. So we got Black Taru versus Jonah. The monsters fighting a big, real kaiju battle that you missed. It's yeah, not but- about him jobbing. It's about him being a monster. We're having another monster. But it's just good wrestling. You're this. You're the guy who, when we were talking about GCW, you were like immediately booking it. Like Xbox gonna do the job. Like as soon as I saw Taru, I go, Taru's gonna do the job. So I knew I had no reason to watch it. Like part of my enjoyment of wrestling is still pretending it is a sport. And like when Jake something won, won the Fatal Four Way at No Surrender, I popped. I was like, no fucking way! Jake something won. Like it was a fun moment because you don't expect him to win. When Jonah comes out against the idiot in a mask, who I haven't seen win a match ever i know who's gonna win why do i need to watch it it's just for good risk i watch it for the matches i don't i know who's gonna win i'm like okay i know it's gonna be like one-sided but it still is a good wrestling match uh, but it's uh, we're different then because i don't think that that term good is is different like i think wrestling has a lot to do with storytelling there needs to be more to it than just tuck your chin when you get slammed like i need a little bit more than that i need a little bit of josh alexander which i'm not getting anymore gino how come while i'm gone josh alexander walks away like hey kevin i thought this would have been the, the hot news like even like this was under the radar entirely did you even know that he left yeah, I found out he's an illegal now, and he <laughs> sucked anyway. This guy needs to get off the 100. Did you hear his visa's done? No, I, I didn't hear. So what So what happened? Why did he leave? Do you know more? Like, Does he have a Barstool interview out there? I need to go listen. Well, Gino, didn't you suggest this might be a work? But Gino says that about everything. I, I don't know the all the details. I just saw Josh Alexander has to leave this country. So is he gone, Gino? I don't know entirely because I haven't been keeping up recently, but oh. I did know like last impact before No Surrender's last impact. We had Josh Alexander get suspended because of all this stuff he's been doing trying to get himself in this world title picture. And then a couple days later he sends out the tweet, My visa's expired, I can no longer be here, I'm not contracted, I can't he's do anything. Sweeties. Why would he link those two things together? Why would this seems real to me based on everything he just said? So he better be gone, Bleedies. Yeah, it seems like, and, and this happened what? Because I'm even looking at some of the news articles. Eight days ago is when this kind of broke. Like, so it's been a while. I didn't see, I didn't finish that episode of Impact. I was like, okay, I got it. Um, but just hearing that he's gone, and I do like this article is kind of playing with it. Josh Alexander forced to return to a construction job that I'm reading right now. Like, that's a little silly. Uh, and he is selling it like he's working construction. So he is in Canada, though. I mean, and he could have work visa issues, but 
it just seems like he's leaving Impact Wrestling, right? Hasn't it always kind of seemed like that? Like, why wouldn't he be the champion? Why is he just these past few weeks or months, he hasn't felt like a valuable player of the team, at least from the episodes that I've watched. Like, there's so much great shit happening, and I've even been wondering, like, when is he going to go after Moose? When is he going to go back after Moose? Like, he never he never even asked for a rematch. So, Gino, I know that you only watch wrestling for the two guys fake fighting in the ring, but from a logical storyline standpoint, why didn't Josh ever ask for a title match? Because Scott DeMoore's a pizza shit, this motherfucking asshole. I'm sorry, Gino. I got a, I got passion there. I can't Josh believe they let this. No, I'm not done. Just because I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't believe that Scott Demore let this happen. Look at this, Bleedies and Gino. This guy signed three years ago to a three-year deal, and they couldn't afford him anymore, huh, Bleedies? He knew his worth, and he wanted AEW money. And Gino, how come your little indie fed did Tony Khan not approve the contract? I don't know what the issue was contract-wise, if it really is real. I now don't know what's real anymore. There's things that I question if it's work or shoot in real life now in wrestling. So, again, with Josh Alexander, he's been asking, begging to, like, be in the world title picture. He's been saying, hey, I'll just I'll defend Impact. I'm going to prove myself that I can defend and be the face oh, of Impact. So come back and destroy Moose, who ruined my life and had hey, me lose I'm my talking about real life. I'm talking about real life. Why are you telling me about a storyline? In real life, you had a contract, and they didn't re-sign him. What the fuck? This is fucked up. The only good guy they have. Macklin's set because he'll take 25 k a year. Well, this guy knows. Josh Alexander knows his worth, ladies. And if can you give me a real-life answer? How do they let this guy go? Yeah, that's that's the confusion. Now, it's just impact being impact in a lot of ways. Now, I want to agree with Gino. Like, no, it's all part of a thing. But I look at guys like Johnny Mundo or... What did I call John Morrison? What did I call him? Mundo? Johnny, I think about Johnny Mundo. I think about Brian Cage. I think about Austin Aries. I think about this history that Impact still kind of has of if you lose the Impact title, it usually means your contract is coming up or there's some reason why you're going to leave the company. Michael Elgin, you molest somebody. Like there's so many reasons why these champions don't stick around. And that's been my biggest complaint with Impact is they push somebody like a Josh Alexander. They give him babyface videos videos that ruin his character and we get to meet his family and it's like okay like cool i hope he's still an ass kicker and you know we we have these weird storylines that we kind of think okay this is the guy we're finally pushing a baby face to the moon that's not named eddie edwards like the, josh alexander does not wrestle in capris and sneakers so we're gonna have a new baby face and whenever they get over it's just obvious oh you know what it, like they're probably better off going somewhere else anyway so I think this is just another example of Impact not knowing how to keep a champion or just not knowing. Like, once they get somebody to a top tier, they just kind of refuse. Like, even Big Cass. kids are just as bright and just as talented as white Thank kids. you so much, Have Grit. But yeah, even Big Cass, like, wants more money. And what's the holdup? Like, how much Like how much money is too much money is probably my biggest question. Like, Ladies, could they think Moose is doing as good as Gino thinks? Was Moose a wild card, even though you guys think they planned it all year? What if they, he was leveraged in the negotiations and they decided, well, now with Moose, we don't need you anymore? Moose is our Roman Poor Reigns. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white Thank kids. Thank you. I would even argue that Moose was probably, like, just as far as contract goes, it could even be that scenario. You know, we always complain about, or we used to, about Brock being like, oh, they push everything on Brock. They, they want him to be the guy. And it could be the same with Moose, where it just seems like he's been 
around forever. He's not going anywhere. It's not like there's a ton of value in Moose in AEW in, in New Japan. Like Whoa. He, he's Whoa. the most valuable in Impact, and I say that about a lot of people. Look at Ethan Page. I was so correct. He's useless and outside of Impact. So I I look Please, at Moose. Now you want me to defend Moose? I I think Moose has some legs, but Josh Alexander's our guy. He's our young stud. And then, like you said, old-time Moose, Mr. Reliable, came back. He'll pay what we think he's worth. And Josh Alexander better listen now when he didn't listen. Yeah, we're pot committed on Moose. If we're impact, we put so much into Moose, we've probably given him the fattest contract. They re-signed him after he lost to Rich Swan in that bullshit match, Gino. So it definitely seems like... Yeah, and look, I like Moose. I put him in like my top 20 for the whole year. Like I think he had a phenomenal year. He won me over for sure cuz Green Rope TNA, I thought who the fuck is this guy? Like why does he have one name? Why is it Moose? Why are they treating him like he's a like he's a star? And now he is. So I got to give him credit. But Gino, it, do you think that could be it? Do you think that when it came down to contract time, they were like, "Well, Moose is the long-term guy. He he's kind of owed a championship run anyway." Josh Alexander might be out the door in a few months. Let's just do this awesome swerve at BFG. I honestly don't know right now, man. That's I'm questioning that, like, because if they would, they know Josh Alexander is the future, is a talent that they should keep. So I'm like, you would pay him anything that you need to keep this guy who is your star. So I'm just thinking this has to either be a work because <laughs> I still want to believe it because I want to see Josh Alexander wrestle. Well, you're going to get to. He's in Canada. He'll be working at that one federation that's up there in Toronto. But, yeah, I, so he even tweeted, I finished GOT yesterday. I'm assuming that means Game of Thrones. Can totally agree that it was great up until the last couple episodes. Also, for those speculating, this is the only, and then here's where Gino might get some credibility, this is the only work, and that's in quotes, I'm doing lately. And it's a picture of some sort of construction, some HVAC work, maybe. Maybe he's hanging the drywall. It's very unclear what he's actually doing. This is that fucking picture. This is <laughs> fake. I've been yelling at Gino saying this is real life. He's hanging out in an ice rink. What the hell's going on? And Bleedies, he's full of shit. Game of Thrones, no one thinks the last couple episodes were bad. We hate the whole last season. We ate the whole thing now. Like, I feel betrayed. Like, that's like talking about Impact Wrestling and how they've constantly, oh, I love Brian Cage. He's gone. I love Johnny Mundo. He's gone. I love Tessa Blanchard. She won't send a video. So, yeah, it, it definitely was like, oh, Game of Thrones was this incredible ride, but it all, it all ended with shit being like my mouth was held open against my will and somebody slowly poured shit, little balls of it into my mouth. So, yes. I think the whole thing has been tainted by somebody's taint, if you ask me. I, well, this picture might just be so sad that I couldn't accept it. <laughs> this actually is what it is. It's not that. That's a good job. That pays well. That's a career. So it's not sad. I mean, he went to a vocational Votech institution as, instead of a high school. That's good for him. I, but So he's better off than a lot of impact guys, right? Imagine the picture that some of these guys would have to post. Where would Macklin be working? He'd be at a bar attending drinks. Well, I'm wondering where, like, I'm wondering what the salaries are of wrestlers. I've always wondered it. I know that wrestlers will break that code sometimes and tell you how much they're making. Like, Impact, because they do television tapings, and it's like, if you get paid per appearance, there's not that many appearances. I know Gino is saying they're on the road, but they're not on the road like WWE, where you're getting money to show up at a house show. Like, that doesn't exist for Impact. Or, Gino, do they have live events? Are they doing that? 
I don't know if they're doing live events. I know they're just doing the tapings and they have the pay-per-view then tapings in the same area. So around like three days worth, sometimes four days. So I don't believe it's like house show specials. They just get four there, dark segments just for there. Because so Jericho was- made a million in AEW. Isn't that kind of the number that he, he kind of alluded to? Like, I'm being paid the most money I've ever been paid to wrestle. And he was getting – and he that was a television deal. Like, he, he was getting paid for 52 dates. Like, that was – that's pretty awesome that he was able to get a million out of that. He got the Scott Hall deal after after all. But it does seem like, yeah, if you're an impact, what are you making? There's no way you're pulling in six figures, right? Is that right. that doesn't seem like and, you can do that. Right. And since you brought up Jericho, something I do want to bring up again. We don't know if this is real or if this is work, possibly or like shoot with the whole Cody situation where he again reported wise said that he wanted CM Punk and Jericho money. And he didn't. And also his contract did have rollover and Tony Khan did not start the rollover like he did with the Young Bucks and Kenny. So again, we don't know if TK also barely paid uh, Cody anything compared to people like Jericho, Punk, Young Bucks, Kenny. Didn't he have a double contract though? Didn't he have like a management contract and a wrestler contract? And he probably wanted a, a, a renegotiation on that wrestler deal because when CM Punk came in, that probably changed the the uh, the mindsets of a lot of people. Like I definitely think he got more money than D. Bry. He probably got more money than Paul White. No, um, yeah. more than D. Bry. I think D. Bry got that Jericho money, and I bet Cody didn't. Cody's getting private party money. He's not <laughs> even getting big money, map money. So and also they're sending cars for Jericho. Like once you're on that Jericho tier, you don't have to like worry about you're like the NFL. You have your ride sharing service from TK. He personally will pick you up. So imagine Josh Alexander needs to get there. But don't you think Cody's worth more than Jericho Bleedies? I think it, and I'll agree with Gino on this one. I think present day I'd rather invest my money uh, in in a Cody Rhodes because Jericho's what fifty one like it's like I I understand what he's done for the business but if I'm making an investment into a wrestler like let's go plus five where is Jericho going to be in five years where is Cody going to be in five years these wrestlers can wrestle till they're fifty now so I'd rather invest in Cody where I know I have at least ten plus years Jericho I probably have maybe five years like I don't he could retire tomorrow and I'd be like great run Chris you really saved AEW dude that was incredible but yeah I don't know if there's if there's any argument for like keeping Jericho over Cody I would see I'd understand if they were both free I think that makes sense that they're both gone because I think that Gino said that was scary is the rollover thing so what if Tony Khan doesn't think Cody is worth Jericho which he's worth three Jerichos, then that means he gave up. The booze were too much for Tony, not Cody. It wasn't about Cody's daughter. It was about his father figure, Tony. And Tony just threw his hands in the air. Fuck the rollover. I can't turn it around. You'll n- you're not worth Jericho money. Jericho can't get booed that loud, bleedies, in every building. That's valuable. Do we know that Cody wanted Jericho money or did Brandy want Jericho money? Because for some reason, I can absolutely see Brandy going like, well, I want Brit money. It's like, well, you're not, you're not Brit though. Like, like to me, like the, the when it was Cody and Brandy leaving, I looked at it immediately. Like, why is it both of them? And I think I said this last night. Like, I really wish we were having a separatist movement of Cody is free, baby. Cody's on his own. It's like when, uh, when, when all of Gino's favorites get released from WWE. Finally, they're free. And I was hoping Brandy would be like all the other people, where it's like. 
oh no, I'm so worried about what's going to happen to Brandy cuz she's not a wrestler, right? Like there's no way Impact is going to be clamoring for a Brandy Rhodes match. Like I don't even think WWE wants her after the like hasn't she been really defamatory towards them well, and I know maybe she's married to Cody. He'll yeah. take care of her. We know how the world works. Gosh, and, and I and I know that she'll probably so Cody coming back to WWE. I know that that's just the obvious. We're all expecting it. We're all ready for it. Probably something at Mania. Is Brandy involved? Do we need to acknowledge? Can we just write her off like we did for like? Can we just pretend like it's NXT where some guys get called up and they have no previous wrestling history? Well, like, no, I like Manager Brandy. You don't like Manager Brandy, even in well, especially in Japan when I didn't watch. So <laughs> in photos that look good together, I think she adds to his identity when he puts on that big robe with the neck, the what is it called, the collar that's way up even over his head. Like a Dracula collar on his awesome robe. And then he's holding Brandy's hand. I like when he kisses Brandy. It shows vulnerable Cody. He's not just that badass you think he is. Okay, maybe I want badass Cody. I want uh, Homelander Cody. But even with with Brandy, yeah, as a manager, there were some times where she came out. She was looking roll tight as shit. But other times, I don't know, just lately, don't let her talk then. Maybe that's a good point, Kevin. Don't let her talk. She's eye candy. Don't let her try and get heat on Dan Lambert or whatever that was. That might have been it. That promo segment was so cringeworthy and bad. It was the first thing on on Dynamite that Tony finally regretted. Like he had buried Emmy Sakura versus Big Swole in the back of his head, and then when this happened, he's like, "Oh no, it's it's coming back! I need to get rid of these people." So I don't know. I, like I, I'm excited to see what he does next. I guess like it's better than what he was doing in AEW. But no, Bruce Pritchard knows we got to use that heat. That, that <laughs> feeling you're feeling right there, as long as we dumb it down to a WWE level, it'll be digestible for Cody's daughter in a way that we could say, look, it's fake. There was, look, that lightning bolt wasn't real. That's special effects. Like, we'll do dumb shit. And it'll be a big cartoon, and we'll have fun. Where's the Elise speaking of lightning bolts, ladies? Well, and where and Zia, I don't know where she went. That's a, an amazing question. But also, I think, uh, at least with, with Co- like, who wins this and who loses this? Because... At first, when I saw it, I thought, whoa, how awesome for Cody. But now that it's, like, over with, I'm like, you know what? That's kind of awesome for AEW that they got rid of that. Because Cody Island was a real thing that nobody really had interest in. He had to build his own. Remember that A-Go-Go thing where he had to, like, build his own feud and had to care? And then he beat A-Go-Go. So, like, there was a lot of things that I think they were just doing in favors. Who wins this, Kevin? Isn't it clearly? Don't, didn't, didn't AEW win? AEW lost Cody, and Cody didn't lose anything. Cody is still, like, the reason, in my mind, the reason we have that company. He left WWE. He became this, tre- this what is it? Not a trendsetter. There's another word with set. A throne breaker. <laughs> yes, a throne breaker, a pioneer. His idol, Triple H, became the template, and he shattered the, the glass ceiling and took the brass ring. We saw it. He, you saw the throne, but I mean, as far as like that list he made on Twitter, that's still in my mind. He beat all those guys. I don't have to see the matches. And then he was able to link up these like midgets that were in Japan. They suck so bad with a billionaire here in America. Cody lost nothing in all this. He's the independent contractor. He's going to be worth more when Tony begs him to come back. And whatever he does outside is now better than what he was doing inside. We don't need any more of these shitty fucking feuds with great guys that don't like it won't matter when they're wrestling him in WWE ladies no feuds matter we're like eating dog food so throw Cody in one of those 
it's it's an upgrade for everybody. But AEW lost Cody, so they lost the whole thing. Well, okay, and that's what I'm. That's what I mean is like just imagine because here we are where we're saying okay so far AEW lost Cody Cody hasn't lost anything but we're like six months away from Cody versus I don't know Dominic Mysterio and we're just gonna be like oh man that Cody really is summoning a- Stardust is gonna have a feud with Cody Rhodes and they're gonna do like a cinematic match and like I just can't like I can only imagine bad things for Cody going back to New York now I know oh, that Edge Cody versus Edge dude you know Edge wants that match because think about it Edge probably wanted to go to AEW and kicked himself during brood baths that he didn't he could have had a bloodbath now AEW is coming to him he's that- getting that fucking match before he goes and ladies I'll bet my life savings of crypto of ethereum <laughs> that uh Dom is out in spring cleaning they told us in that promo last night you heard what Dom said Dominic and his dad maybe Ray can stay but I think they're both out in April oh and I've been saying that for a while with Dom. Gino what are your thoughts on Dom you seem like you would hate Dominic Mysterio Dom is starting to grow on me. I just realized that he's not that bad. Mike skills, he's not the best. He's learning. He still sounds like his dad, which is fine. But he's going to get better. I know like this is him starting off still. This is like the growing years. He'll become a good wrestler. But since we were on the top. Hold on. I think you're being mean to his dad. Like I, I, I think Rey Mysterio is very serviceable on the microphone. What we heard last night on Raw was Dominic like stumbling his way through a through a promo class with Dusty Rhodes. Like it was really notice, noticeably bad. Like I don't think he sounds like his dad. I think his dad sounds like a WWE superstar. No, his dad sounds like Seth Rollins. They have that <laughs> awesome voice. Dominic's dad must be Chris Masters if he sounds like his dad. <laughs> He's just this like dumb kid out there who's scared and confused. And Bailey was once that. We gotta turn Dom heel, huh, Gino? Then he'll yeah. be like Bailey now. And hopefully that's what we're going to start off with with Mania, where he turns on his dad soon, because that's been what we've been hoping for, praying for, that we get. But another thing, since we were still on the top with Cody, and they're going to be teasing Cody every which way they can on Twitter, with Edge, with Miz, every way they can try to bring up a connection to Cody, undeniable, dashing. We're going to see him somewhere down the road for Mania. they got six weeks to plan this out. But also, you brought up also. Uh, well, then, you hold on. You you keep making amazing points that I want to comment on. And then you go, but you also brought up. You brought this up, Gino. I have to talk about everything that you guys have asked. Gino, like, you you Gino, you brought up you brought up Edge saying undeniable. Isn't that Tessa Blanchard? Like why? Because I saw that you everyone was saying, oh, he he brought up Cody. Like no, he didn't. He brought up Tessa. Tessa's coming to Mania. That could be Tessa, but at the same time, on episode nine of Dynamite, I've watched back this promo of Dynamite where Cody said to himself about his match with Jericho. He said he went from undesirable to ungoddamn deniable. That's yeah. his big promo. That's what he will always go back to. He is undeniable. But he also remember those promos, please. How, how, like one of those promos alone should have made this guy get cheered for his career. And he gave us like six of these amazing promos that were unforgettable. But when he came out with that briefcase of money that must have been when we all turned on him because i knew that was some heel shit and he didn't know but ladies uh it's undeniable that's cody yeah well and cody was just the reason that promo was so awesome is because he was referencing tessa so you guys keep referencing tessa is she coming to mania gino you brought her up speaking of tessa since you brought her up do you think she's going to be at wrestlemania I wouldn't mind if Tessa shows up somewhere down the road because she does have women of wrestling she's working for if that's going on now or later. 
But again, I'm trying to go with what Kevin asked about Sia She's still having this feud with Natalia, and they are going to have sometime, maybe even Mania, the dungeon-style match that we've been looking forward to since that promo with dungeon-style. That was a joke question. I just had to fill silence because I had to end what I was saying. Uh, and Gino, since you brought up Natalia and she's a member of the Hart Legacy, Julia Hart is in AEW. She's not related to the Hearts, but yeah. when I think of AEW, I think that since you also brought up Cody, I think that Cody, like, yeah, the early days of AEW, it did feel like his baby more than Tony's in a lot of ways. Like, it felt like he knew I'm the WWE guy. I have the name. I'm trying to blaze this trail of when you leave WWE, it's not a negative thing. You can make something good happen for yourself. Go on, catch the buzz, feel the sting. Thank you, Cassidy. And yeah, like that was, that was, I heard him on a podcast saying he always wears a suit because he wants people to know, no, you can still be higher class if you're not in WWE. You can elevate yourself. You can elevate your presentation. Joey Ryan did the same thing before he started touching women inappropriately. So I, I like, I, I, I see a lot of the things he was trying to do. But, yeah, absolutely. Like, especially early AEW, awesome. But maybe it was the, 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 the MJF thing where he was, like, taking his clothes off in the ring. or Like, there were, there's been a lot of moments where I can also point at Cody and go, that's where they turned on. I think the Agogo thing, because that's even where my favorite friend, Steven Larson, that's even where they were like, this Cody shit sucks. So, I don't know, Kevin. Like, do you think the money thing is that? Because can't you name just as many bad things as good things? I well, I can't. I can't accept that it's a go-go because that was trendy and fashionable, and I don't want to believe anyone actually hates America enough that they're going to hate Cody because he likes America. That's ridiculous. Cody hates himself for it because Brandy hates him for it because Brandy knows she's married to an oppressor and she wants to make sure he knows. But Bleedy's Cody Rhodes, as far as the turning uh, turning on a point for me. It was not, I didn't even notice. And that's the thing. It was like this behind my own back. I started to hate him was the briefcase. We brought it up, but I still thought I liked him later. When people booed him, I was confused. Now that we can put the puzzle together, it, it, it shows a picture of that open briefcase. Him offering thousands of dollars for a match. Fuck this rich kid. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, and that's probably, I don't know. There's so many things that I can point at as far as Cody and just, okay, that was it. That was it. And I think a lot of us were just happy. Like, cause I, I remember when I went and saw him in Dallas, I was so proud to like cheer him. Cause I even told my wife, like, he's the reason why all this is here. Like that was what I was saying. And now that he's away from it. And now that I've had years to digest it, it does seem a little bit like that was kind of a weird thing to believe. Like this is Cody's thing. So I, I'm interested to see what he does next. I'm excited to watch him and Bray Wyatt's Katie, new movie. You gotta watch wrestling. What are you doing? <laughs> Barstool Sports on YouTube. Actually, it's wrestling on YouTube. They they branched out to their own thing. Cody's on there, and I gotta rewatch it now because I watched the full interview, Gino, before he got released, not looking for clues. And they talked about him losing power. They talked about a lot of the stuff that we, is relevant to him leaving. But ultimately, it just comes down to. This independent contractor saving wrestling bleedies. Now, by leaving AEW, he's reinforcing a forbidden door. He is the forbidden door. And he might even be saving WWE. Could go back there and make it interesting and make it fun. And I, I, I look, there's a lot of interesting possibilities. I just hope we keep Dominic Mysterio away from all of those. And I hope Tessa keeps two belts to cover that fucking gut. Oh, Tessa's. Oh, no, wait, did I say Tessa? I meant. Fuck, I meant Diana. Sorry, Gino, I meant your girl. That would have been hilarious if I said it right, right? Gino, did we bring anyone up you want to talk about? 
Uh, yeah, really quick, I wanted to bring up about Cody, actually about contracts really quick, because this is kind of news where he just came out today, is that AJ Styles did resign with WWE, so how do we feel about him not going to an independent run? For the end of his years? career, Gene always, and actually, yeah, that is kind of a similarity, Bleedies, because Cody said he had four years left, he's going to end it out on the cartoon. AJ Styles worked too long to get here. To leave it now at the end, Tom Bleedies. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. My Master Sexy says Gino should Cody pose for Playgirl. Gino, speaking of Playgirl, what do you think? I think that would be fitting for him to kind of be like Shawn Michaels, one of his idols. Yeah, he could be dashing one more time. We could be dashing. But no, I agree with you, Kevin, where I do think that AJ's already spent all this time on the indies. He was Mr. TNA. He built TNA. He was in Ring of Honor. He already did the New Japan circuit. Like, everything he's done was like, okay, I had that run. Now I'm in WWE. His kids are of an old enough age to enjoy WWE. It just makes sense for him to finish it out in WWE. TWFS says, should Gino pose for Playgirl? Gino, speaking to Gino, what do you think? I don't know about that one. I know more Cody should. I don't know about me. You know, I thought that's what Spliff said originally. That's why I was laughing. I was hitting my slapping my leg, laughing, picturing you naked <laughs> like Shawn Michaels with one of Deanna's two belts around your, your balls. Gino, you got a dick, right? I do. And Holy also, God. we did mention about Deanna's two belts. We did have one of her title fits at No Surrender, but at that same night, AAA had an event. And Tyus, no more contender for the other belt. Well, also, since we brought up dicks, uh, Brock Lesnar said dick on USA Network. That was a lot of fun for me. So, yes, no surrender happened, Gino. Oh, wait, hold on, please. Are you a mock? <laughs> I go on Twitter and all these people are like, Brock said dick. And I'm trying to figure out why did I not care? Why did it not seem like a bad word when I watched? Like, that thing went right by me and it meant nothing. <laughs> Me and Tyler Spider are just thinking, this segment sucked. Where's the brawl? You guys are like, he said dick. Raw of the year. Is WWE that bad? Yes, it clearly is. It opened with a talk. It opens with a talking segment every time. My favorite part of AEW when we watch it together is it's Wednesday night, and you know what that means. And then a match happens. It's like, oh gosh, what a fun, fast-paced show. Raw never opens with that. It opens with a seven-minute video package of this weekend in Saudi Arabia, a match you guys didn't get to see live because you were busy with other shit. And then, oh, then Brock comes out in a sweater, and then he talks, and then Heyman comes out, and he's not a wrestler, so, you know, he's just going to talk. So the fact that somebody said dick was very entertaining for me, very entertaining for Gino, what did you think? I thought this was a good promo saying we had a good moment setting up that if Bobby isn't going to be there, it could be someone else, and Paul Heyman might be meeting Cody at the MSG house show. Is that what you thought? Is that what everyone thinks? Could be anyone. Why would you bring Cody back to lose? Cody's not losing match one. He needs to come back against, like, Chad Gable. Like, that'll be where you start him off. Like, Gable's going to, like, lose the belts. He's going, you know what? It's Otis's fault. Nobody can beat me. I have a 4.0. Thank you. I'm I'm issuing an open challenge right here in Madison Square Garden. And then it's going to go, wrestling has more than one royal family. And then Cody's going to come out. You don't think that's exactly what's going to happen that could be a good way to start but i do feel it's, the msg show has to be where they bring cody out if they don't do it on raw or smackdown this week because it'd be perfect we get a good feel for the crowd because new york is the perfect wrestling town Ugh. for them to really feel how does the real wrestling fan think i am so ready for cody versus gable that is the perfect <laughs> path and we could do it at mania 
Just have people come out and go, how do I not have a match? Thank you. <laughs> at WrestleMania, there's only one royal family. Cody comes out carrying Brandy like Miss Elizabeth on his sho one shoulder, pointing at everyone. And yeah, if we cheer, he's a good guy. If we boo, he's a bad guy. WWE knows wrestling. Tony Khan couldn't figure that out. Yeah, we know what we want. That sounds awesome. We need a heel cut and a heel promo. That'll make Cody a babyface. That's all we need. Cody didn't have a good heel. Malachi Black was always in the dark being cool. We need good heels like Gable where everybody boos him. Oh, thank you. Don't boo education. That's gross. And then Cody could come out and go, I never went to college. And then do that. He could do that kick and he could lay on his back and punch up. That's a lot of fun when he does that. I never went to college to do I have grit. Our site becomes like a C flag. No college. We don't give a fuck. Cody's so American. I got the tattoo. Gino, get the tattoo. I might find a place on my body that's not as noticeable and get that tattoo. Yes. Do you have any tats, Gino? Are you yatted, bro? I don't have any tats. Are you a tatty daddy? First tat is being like Cody. That being my first and only tat is his logo. Cody's first tat was dashing on his chest, wasn't it? That was a fake tattoo that they put him in. Yes, like 10 size. Oh, is it? I thought it was still there. I thought I've been watching Cody Rhodes for the last 17 years with dashing on his chest. Am I crazy? I think it's just dream on his chest. Oh, dream. That's what it is. I like dashing more. Dashing Cody Rhodes rules. I like Kurt Angle's shit stain on his shoulder. What is that? Why does he have that? Like, it, has it ever been explained? Did he ever, like, to an interview where he goes, oh, yeah, that's for Fox Catcher Farms, bro. Like he, I think he fell on a box of sharpened pencils. Like, that's just <laughs> something he can't get out. Yeah, it's just him and Christian have, like, the same ugly-looking little shoulder tattoo. Like, I don't know if they were drunk together and they were popping perks and just did some stuff, but did some gay stuff. But either way, Gino, let's run down No Surrender because, like I said, I wanted to hate this fucking pay-per-view. I was so excited. Like, okay, like, Impact did a thing that, while I was away. They had another event on the same day as the WWE event. I get it. And this was, like, the greatest pay-per-view I've ever watched. Like, I was very surprised about how good this was and possibly it's because i skipped the pre-show like that's what i do i don't watch pre-show very often because i saw what the opening match was and i had to see it you know chris bay my favorite ace austin my other favorite jake something one of our other favorites speedball mike bailey up and coming favorite of ours this was fucking awesome like i don't like to be i always love the x-vision shit i know that that's like the most hack thing to like about tna but this match was so fucking great. Gino, why didn't you tell me? This was an amazing match, but I'm also kind of disappointed you missed the pre-show match. You missed John Skyler, another future favorite I feel we're all going to have. Have oh. a great match with Trey Miguel, and he sadly lost. But he's <laughs> going to be the future of Impact. No, John, John Skyler kind of sucks. I know who he is. I watched enough of the match to know, okay, I can skip this one. Like, that's how I – I don't just skip them because I, I want to. I watched Chelsea Green versus Jordan Grace on the pre-show, and they had match of the night. Like, this was legit a pre-show match. Like, this was filmed. This wasn't even live. It was like uh, – they filmed it at a uh, – in the Apex, at the UFC Apex, and they were just kind of airing it. So, yeah, not a, not a favorite of mine. Uh, but this fatal four-way, you know. Come on. You want to talk about John Scott? We have Chris Bay, Ace Austin, Jake something, and Mike Bailey in the fatal four-way. And you want to bring up John Scott. So uh, 
Go ahead. I just am a fan of John Skyler. Skyler is a really good talker. He's a good heel. He naturally has that charisma, and he could have been an amazing fifth person for this match, but the four we had here, it was great backward. We had the muscle of Jake something. We had the speed of Mike Bailey and the two greatest acrobatic wrestlers, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, having another classic. What am I, chop meat over here? Yeah, what Kevin. Mike Bailey? <laughs> Mike Bailey comes up, and you don't go to me first, my guy? When you think of Mike Quigley Bailey, says you Gino think of me. Gino is a spy for McMahon. I'm the Quigley. I'm the guy who told you about Mike Bailey. I come on here and I call him a throwback. I tell you about his Teddy Bruschi mullet. He, this guy could exist in any decade except for his height. And you guys don't come to me first. Well, I would like to ask, like, he didn't win this match. And I was very surprised by that. Like, it definitely felt like this was a speedball slam dunk. Let's push him into the title picture now. Uh, why not? Do you think it, do, is he on one of these uh, Josh Alexander contracts? This guy's the pre-show god, which is on the pre-show. <laughs> I heard you say it might have been. Uh, Mike Bailey, if he's on the pre-show, I'm never going to miss it again. I saw him on one before. His moveset's perfect. Uh, he's ready. You know the problem, ladies. It's that fat fuck Scott Demore. He blocked <laughs> you on fucking Twitter, and so we sent the army, the Nurgle army of Gino after him. Next, Gino has to change ways overnight to get you unblocked behind his back. Fuck him. He lets... Uh, Josh Alexander go. He's burying Mike Bailey. Impact sucks. It's because of Scott Demore. It did feel a little burialish, Gino, didn't it? Like, why wouldn't Mike? Who took the fall? Didn't Bailey take the fall? Who took the fall in this one? I don't remember who actually got pinned in this match. I, it was so fast, and the finish was really out of nowhere. Oh, Ace Austin, Ace Austin got pinned. Oh, of course, the fucking well, the infamous one. Gino, pinned. who's Jake something? His name is awesome. Why haven't I seen him? Because you don't watch that much of independent wrestling. You don't know about Jake Diener, now Jake something, cousin Jake. I mean, not Jake. Jake something is the greatest fucking name I've ever heard, ladies. And how come you're not telling me about him? Well, so I my biggest praise for him is his body. He looks like a WWE guy. It's so strange that they have a Triple H in the X Division opening match. Like, it's so. He's yoked, bro. So whenever I see him, I am very impressed by the way he looks. And the promo, and I know it's like. It's shitty and it's it's great in TNA. I feel like it would be terrible anywhere else. Where the promo where he goes, uh, like, what did he, how did he do it? Like, you need to stand for something, Jake something. It was like the dumbest reveal of a new name. But <laughs> but he did have a pretty awesome feud with with Cody Deaner and and VBD. Like anything with VBD is awesome. I don't care. The guy, I'm looking at him right now. Bleedies. <laughs> he wrestled Mike Bailey one on one January 13th, and you didn't tell me. Even worse, Gino didn't tell me. Please tell me Jake something shouldn't control this narrative. This guy needs that song under his matches. He needs a dark lit room. He is born for EC3. He he kind of is like exactly, and he fits. So he's being pushed now as you know he's gonna get an exhibition championship shot, and I like that. He's not an exhibition wrestler, obviously, but that's kind of what the new thing of the exhibition is, where everybody's unique and different. Like that's just even though the other three guys are all very similar, but this match was fantastic. Bolton. Madman Fulton, this guy's huge. <laughs> Madman Fulton just yelled at Tom Hannafin. I'm sorry, I'm watching. Well, I think Madman Fulton was in the Wyatt family at some point. So yeah, like no, he's, not Wyatt. He was the uh, Sanity with E. Sanity. That's what it was. He, you said it wrong. Sanity. That's what they used to say. It. Yes, <laughs> like so. He he was in WWE. It just didn't work out. They didn't like him because he was too yoked. So yeah, I, I'm loving Madman Fulton and his good friend Ace Austin. They're going to be an exciting tag match tag action two two days from tonight two nights from tonight 
Uh, again, was Ace Austin, Madman versus Trey Miguel and Jake something? I hate Ace Austin. <laughs> Ace Austin rules. Best entrance in wrestling with the little the little gambit cane. It does that. That's so fun. Worst hair in wrestling. Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. <laughs> worst. So then, who has the worst hair? Mike Bennett? Earlier in his career when he was in Sandy, I'd say Madman, Mike Fulton. Sawyer Fulton. Sawyer, Sawyer Fulton. Don't try and hell. don't try and flex on us, okay? Oh, uh, now it's my guy, Gino, because it's not your guy anymore. Now it's Madman. We all remember Sylvester. We all remember Sylvester Lafoot, Gino. Okay, we don't need to pretend we like NXT. No surrender continues with Jonah, formerly known as Bronson Reed, formerly known as Jonah Rock, taking on Black Taurus, also known as Black Taru. Uh, I, I this was the only time I've ever missed Matt Striker and Impact. He says Black Taru perfectly. Tom Hannafin had to second guess it every fucking time. So I watched a little bit of this, fast forwarded a little bit. I already knew who was going to win. And Gino, squash match on a pay-per-view. I hate that. It wasn't entirely a squash match. Black Taru had a little bit of offense, and we got some back and forth for a minute with these two behemoths that we got this two big hosses. <laughs> stop, trying to put it, you, stop trying to put it on a poster, okay? These two behemoths. Like, yeah, I get it. They're both big, Gino. Yes, they're monsters. This is the monster fight that we got. The kaiju Four kids big are just battle. as bright and just as talented. I have grit. Thank you so much. Yeah, this was the kaiju big battle, which I don't watch. I don't go to Juggalo stuff, Gino. So yeah. I understand. So but also, since you brought up uh, my our good friend Tom Hannafin, also I've been enjoying him and Matthew Raywalt since Stilo got it. <laughs> You've been enjoying the, the 205 Live Announce team. Yeah. Yes, I love them back together. It's awesome. Yeah, so Kevin, our good friend Aiden English, is back, baby. Aiden English. Oh, is, my God. He's Sorry. doing commentary. He's doing the color commentary now because they got rid of D'Lo silently. Wow, this guy is a gig forever. That's what it, When you have a little bit of that Eddie Guerrero blood, you're never going to get fired. Yeah, that's kind of what it seems like. Yeah, him and Shaw got together. She's doing her burlesque stuff. He's cool with it. And now yeah, he gets to he gets to hang out with Tom Hannafin again. And they get to constantly reference how they used to work at WWE. Like, that's the, yeah, whole, the whole show was, oh, you and I know firsthand just how violent uh, – so and so can be like it's just I, we get it. You guys worked together before on two hundred five live. Ladies, you need to help me with this. Jay White, Eric Young, Gino tells me this mattered, and this is the only part of the event I heard about. But it's like Jay White turns on OG Bullet Club, but <laughs> Bullet Club does that still mean anything? It had Stephen Amell in it. Like this isn't a brand that I want to hear about anymore. Jay White will never be Will Osprey, Gino. Oh, that's Jay weird. White is better than Will Ospreay right now. I've got to tell you this right now. As the current leader of Bullet Club, and Bullet Club does still matter. Stephen Amell had his fake Bullet Club, which was fighting against the elite. It wasn't Bullet Club at all. He had the Arrow Club or whatever the fuck it was called. Sports Kita told me he was in the Bullet Club before, so they sucked. Yeah, well, this is Bullet Club USA. So whatever, this is Bullet Club USJ. And... um. This match was awesome. Now I know that, like, I I don't want to be. T now I will say this till till I'm dead. Jay White is way better than Will Osprey. All right, talking, wrestling, existing. Will Osprey sucks. So this well, AEW better tell me quick because I saw match of the year, ladies. You slept through night two. Will Osprey got a hurricane rider landed on his fucking feet. The other guy was so fucking... Wait, that's the GIF on Discord. That's a different match. But the Asian guy was so freaked out that he knew he was on his feet before he turned around. Will Ospreay stood there. Jay White could never have the presence of a Will Ospreay. I've seen a Jay White promo. I've seen that schnoz. 
you're just a Triple H guy, Bleedy. So that's where this comes. I from. do enjoy Triple H. I like Seth Rollins and this guy's and and Jake something. And this is a better version. It's like all it's all three guys had sex and they the made a baby. Even agrees with you. Jay White greater than. All right, fine. I'm gonna see what Tony Khan shows me. <laughs> if this, if this Jay White is that good, that's good news to me. So I'm not gonna complain. Yeah, like I and this match was perfect. Like it really was the way they set it up where. Kind of what you're saying, Kevin. Like Bullet Club is what? Like it's a, you know, the Bullet Club era. Well, this isn't an era. This is forever. And I was like, dude, Violent by Design's creepy. And this was a great match. I was pleasantly surprised. I always forget Eric Young can wrestle still because he like was had a torn ACL for the past seven years. So it was nice to watch this match. Leader of Violent by Design, the greatest faction in wrestling history, versus the Bullet Club, second greatest faction in wrestling history, and. I don't know. This was a great – like, putting all that aside, Bullet Club and Violent by Design, this was still a great match. Gino, why why, why, why was this this early in the show? This is the main event. This really was the main event, but they need to save certain things for after this match. But they had an amazing story. EY had that great promo backstage that we got to see a package of where he explained that he wanted to fucking kill Jay White. It was just such a good match. So he did the emotion, the story they were telling, but Jay White got to be able to pull out the big victory. Ke- Kevin, where are you on Eric Young? Because it does seem like maybe because because this match did seem like a big deal to me when it was like when when I saw it was on the card because I wasn't well, I didn't see the episode of Impact where they built this, so it was like holy shit they're gonna have a match. Like, does it stand out like Eric Young? He's really important in the world of Impact, but nowhere else, right? He's a clown. He's a journeyman. <laughs> You come out moonwalking again, be Lee Moriarty. I can't take him seriously as a goth boy. When I saw the joke, I liked him when he became a main eventer as the joke. Right. Like, he was my Santino of Impact. And now what? Now he's tough? No, he ain't tough. That is a good point. Like, because even my, I like the Pied Piper of TNA, like Bleach Blonde, like winning bikini contest, Eric Young, the beer drinking champion over James Storm. Like, a lot of that I thought was really, even in Team Canada, he was like the scared one of the bunch. So I really enjoyed his work then. He It did seem like it was a drastic, like he won the belt and then he turned heel after winning it. And it was like this weird, like, hit the world-class maniac. That was my Josh Matthews impression. And Did you see that Enzio tried to do a similar? Like I was watching Enzio last night needing <laughs> some clips. And he had a match where he came out as a Raven gimmick. Like after he left WWE <laughs> in 20, or, and then in 2020, he had a what was being called his first match back. And he had his biker jacket on like Ronda Rousey. His hair was like flatter, like Kenny Omega modern, not poofy cleaner. And he looked sad. He, he didn't come out to a more. He came out to a guitar riff. And I, I don't like I don't like these clowns going soft. I like clown Enzio. I like clown Eric Young. Raven, though, sucked as a clown. He sucked as in his uh, big poofy pants. He was better in the jacket. Oh, well, he needed to stay emo. Once he started complaining, like, what about Raven? And then once he started leading serotonin, started eating everything in sight, didn't work. So, Gino, Deanna Perazzo was up next, the champ, champ, open challenge. Uh, what did you think of this? This was okay. It wasn't, I don't know. I thought it was fine because the first, the Deanna won the ROH title from Roxy, and the challenger that did step up was the person who Roxy beat at the ROH show that they had the first Women of Honor championship match. So I thought this made sense for the story they were trying to tell. And because Taya was already booked for the RA AAA show that was happening the exact same night in hour two of the pay per view, of the Impact pay per view. 
she was busy so she couldn't show up, but she is number contender for that. So again, they had to book someone else, have some of Ring of Honor, try to keep Ring of Honor in the mind of people since in April they're coming back. Yeah, this was bad. I, I just kind of thought it was – it really felt like after Eric Young and Switch played, like why is – this was the popcorn match. Like if you were there live, you just watched a kick-ass match and now you're watching Deanna versus somebody you probably don't know. Or if you do know, it's like, Oh, okay. Like she's not going to be Deanna. So you, you can go to the bathroom. So it was exciting. So, uh, not much to comment on there. Although I think Kevin's correct. I think I was like sleeping for a whole year and I just was blinded by, by Deanna Parazzo. So, uh, the next match <laughs> I wanted to like it, Gino. I know you love Matt Cardona. I know you like Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace has won me over in in the in the more recent months. Her work with Rachel Ellering, where she was kind of turning heel, I thought was really good. This was like a sloppy. What are we doing? Why did I pay for this? Like this was weird. Like the show was starting off. This is the only reason I would pay. You're talking about Matt Cardona. Uh, he's already top fifteen of this year. Yeah, but he's also holding the internet, the digital media title. And he's fighting Jordan Grace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not just a title. It's but I don't a think Pleedy's heard world title. Chino, please. I don't think Pleedy's heard about RK Fabe. I finally came to Jordan. Did I tell you Pleedy's or Tyla? You probably told Tyla, and I had already assumed that you had. Like, judging just by this pick, I assume you'd be able to. No, I, it's been really hard because there's two Jordines. When she smiles a certain way, she's the prettiest girl I ever saw. She has the perfect face. But then when she tilts her head a little bit, when you get a little bird's eye, it's weird. You got to look at her from below for her to be pretty. She's the opposite of most women. And she's not like most girls. Every other <laughs> angle, she is so horrendous. In Bleedies, there's this one picture where she puts her right leg up on the top of a sofa. So you know that leg's up high. And she's leaning forward. And you, you don't see the labia majora, but you see the skin color start to change. <laughs> so you know you're starting to see a little vagina. And I finished to that picture. Cheeto, where are you at? Jordan Grace, you finished to her yet? I don't believe I have, but this match, I thought the finish was a little bit out of place. Macrono having to still be the heel of the story, be that he's the man getting the upper hand of the woman, showing that he is still the greatest digital media heavyweight world champion in wrestling being the first is that is that his gimmick is it does he call it the heavyweight world world champ yeah the world title it's the digital media world championship but it doesn't say that on the thing is that like a his gimmick yep just add the belt to the list this guy has 12 belts now he's the nwa world champ it doesn't matter what you call his fifth belt that's true. This little hobby that he has of this digital media thing. Like, Gino, what do you think? Is Matt Cardona more over for you than Brian Myers? I That's a real hard question there because Matt Cardona is a really good wrestler. Everyone could say they're a good wrestler, but deep down, no one is as much of a professional wrestler as the most professional wrestler, Brian Myers, so I can't complain. I can't put the two into b- words. Hard question, he says. <laughs> Brian Myers, more over. You know, we don't have to count Grimm's Toy Show views, you know. You're getting desperate now. Those were paid for anyway, like his Twitter subs, 20% real. I have the Twitter report card go right here. I tweeted it, please. But we all know that Matt Cardona matters. And Brian Myers, we don't know if he's still going. Remember, <laughs> who's that guy who turned into a girl? I uh, used to hang out with Kurt Hawkins. He's not going. Why would Brian Myers still be going? So Matt Cardona has taken over the business, Gino. Gabby Tuft Ooh. might make a comeback, all right? That's all I'm saying. I think Gabby Tuft, uh, formerly Gabe Tuft, formerly Tyler Rex, has a spot in wrestling. 
I do. And also, right now, we even though he lost, his other tag team partner, Lance Archer, Vance Archer, got a fucking title shot in AEW, so he's doing well for himself, too. Brian Myers grooms amazing talent that are champions. He definitely grooms. Got the allegations out. This guy's he like... The murder guy. They're all gone. Well, I was even going to say, like, Kurt Hawkins, at least, or Brian Myers, for me, at least, he didn't even, he didn't even wrestle on the show. He did commentary. And I, <laughs> and I enjoyed his work more than Matt Cardona's. So, Gino, the dream match of all your dream matches happened. It finally happened. The Good Brothers, who have been on vacation since leaving WWE, they have been in a cabana in this Impact Wrestling, just coasting, ruining their tag team division. They're the only tag team there now. It's really, who are we going to fight? I'll fight them. Finjuice hasn't been around. They got buried. It really is. We got to bring somebody from somewhere else. And the and the gorillas of destiny showed up. Real Bullet Club, Tamatanga, Tongaloa. Do they address why their names are that? They don't address it because again, this is the internet wrestling fans know who they are. They know they're Tongans. They know that they're related to their father, who is the great Haku, King Haku, the greatest King of the Ring winner of all time. You mean Ming? <laughs> Yes, Ming as well was his other name. But, Kevin, I thought know, I, I thought you were going to start a gay Ming channel. Oh, Ming! You, Ming was amazing. We had a game called Revenge, Gino. You have to play it on an emulator. You can't even speed run without official hardware. So emulators don't even count for the real experience. And when you're you were Ming Bleedies, the Tongan Death Grip is that what it was called? Bleedies is that where Tama Tonga got his name? That's where they all get it from. They're all from the Isle of Tonga. Gino. <laughs> so yes, the gorillas of that's the island they came from. Gino, since you brought up islands, this match was very good. So uh I enjoyed this match. It was kind of it kind of lived up to everything that we thought it would. And then the ending had a Vince Russo style swerve where we've all like the gorillas of destiny have been defending the bullet club. We're bullet club. You guys left the bullet club to go commercial. You guys wanted to go sell action figures. Uh, so yes. And Gino, did you expect this swerve? Did you like the swerve? Was this everything that you dreamt of? This was what I was hoping for because finally we do have Jay white choosing his side. We have the good bullet club that we have now in the USA, which is not the real bullet club with Jay White, Chris Bay, and the Good Brothers together. And we finally now have the good bad guys finally going to go back just being the good guy, Tama Tonga. They're going to be baby faces. They're going to beat the hell out of the Good Brothers next time they have them. What about, what happened to the uh, the other guy, Hikalomo, Hikalugu? Hikaleo, yeah, I don't know why Hikaleo didn't show up here either. It's just a four-man group currently in the U.S. Well, so isn't he related to the Tongans? Maybe that's why. He, could, he couldn't betray... Tongaloa Tamatonga because Tongaleo was too he's too connected so okay but this was actually very good I, I know that I give Gallows and Anderson a lot of shit because they kind of suck like I, I like when they got to impact it was like how cool nobody expected this and they just been swinging the belt around like it's their dick and that was cool for like a minute but now it's we get it all right you think it's a dick you, you're you're big dangle or whatever your name is so um yes Gino loved it uh G.O.D. sticking around, I think, right? This means they're American wrestlers now. They have to. They have to be working in New Japan strong here in America and hopefully still showed up here for Impact to have a rematch eventually with the Good Brothers. God, Tamar doesn't know what he's doing. How is Matt Cardona this early? This is like GCW. 
How is Matt Cardona not main event in these things, ladies? Well, and that's what I thought was so. Typically, what they do, and I have heard, uh, I miss Matt Striker sometimes. What they do is uh, Matt Striker used to say, "Okay, folks, it's now time for our champions portion of the evening to begin." And of course, we're gonna start things off with the champ champs open challenge. So that's what that's why that match had to happen after Jay White and Eric Young because every other match after that is a title match right it sounds like i missed the greatest event ever the more you say about it and the matches that would make me watch you've only trashed so far but looking at this card i'm so mad i watched real fighting saturday gino get me on impact when it's on i gotta know and you're gonna remind me a lot i will i don't mind dming you and constantly just tell you get on this show you to watch these amazing contests because saturday night it was full of wrestling we had to get fake fighting in ufc we had real fighting and impact and triple a at the same time it was amazing did, did you watch the triple a show i did watch the triple a show there was a i jumped into it right after impact and so i like read the results from before when i missed and we got to see johnny superstar they returned to triple a it was awesome is that johnny mundo Yes, John Hannigan's new name is now Johnny Superstar, or John Superstar is with Tron said. Not Johnny Superstar. <laughs> was, John Super was there English commentary on it, or did you just watch the I Spanish? I did have movie? the English commentary, but Carlos Cabrera also showed up there. He did commentary in the uh, Spanish dots team. How was he? Was he great? I I read people said <laughs> things about it. I did not listen to the Spanish dots. Who does the American commentary? Is it Icabani? I don't remember their name. Is it Icabani? I wouldn't be surprised if it was and, Ray and Nick about And Caprice Ian. Coleman. I wouldn't be surprised if Caprice Coleman as well, because like Ian shows up every time for impact whenever there's an R Witch title match, he's always there. But did, wait, so you, you don't know who did the, you seriously don't I know? I don't remember who did the commentary. Oh, okay. I was barely paying attention to the commentary because I could barely keep track of what was happening in some matches. Oh, was it that at fast pace and that awesome? Yes. So it was so fast paced, so I was like Who's the winner of this match? How did it finish? Because there's this one big match with kind of a clusterfuck finish that made no sense. I didn't understand how the Parks, one Park, L.M. Park, and his family. His Los Parks, come on. Los Parks. Right. Los you, Parks. Know, you watch MLW. You know their, you know their uh, American name. Gino Vikingo was fucking great, though. Vikingo Johnny Superstar is amazing. And you know what else was amazing? Tasha Steele's Mickey right. James. I know that you hate Mickey James. I like Tasha Steele's now. This was a really good title match, and it had like kind of a, a sloppy finish where we thought Chelsea might get involved. She kind of did, cost Tasha the match. We're slowly building to our triple threat match at lockdown, Gino. This is going to be great. What would you think of this? This was good. This was a really good match. I thought like this, it was obvious to me that Mickey was going to be the winner because yes we had savannah not me. hey not Tasha. me i watched it thinking Ta- i love tasha i do love tasha's so one i was like she should win but i was like mickey's gonna win because chelsea was gonna get involved and help mickey and she did but she also got hit but chelsea was fine with getting hit so they're still friends but soon this is gonna slowly start the spiral we're gonna have the hot mess beat the hell out mickey and be the champ tasha's ready for this belt i know that like I, I when she won the Ultimate X, I kind of thought, okay, I can see that. And then during this match, I thought she better win. Like, I was rooting for her a little bit. Now, Mickey James is still awesome. I know you hate her, but has she won you over a little bit more? Like this has been a pretty good title run. She has been able to perform really well. There have been like some spots, yeah, where there like some kind of botches. Like there was that drop kick spot between her and Sa- uh, Tasha when they tried to have the table. Yeah. 
So I was like, was that Mickey's fault? So I blame her for that. It's clearly Tasha's but, fault. Clearly Tasha. Yeah, somehow when she was outside, she said we're supposed to be closer. Get in position, you dumb shit. Like, yeah, I agree. I for that, but but yes, still, please. still a great man. Well, you you didn't blame Mercedes for almost killing Mickey. You're like, oh, she knows how to take a bump on her neck. So, okay, yes, great match, Kevin. What are your thoughts on Tasha Steele? She's getting hotter. Got to more. Might be a genius, ladies. Deanna's got two belts, and we still have Mickey as our champ. This is the best women's division we've ever seen, not just right now. Especially if Tasha Steele's is half as good as your time. I want to see this match all of a sudden. Is Tasha Steele's from Booker T school like that Aqua girl? I feel like she, no, is she, no, she, you know what's funny is I was going to say, she strikes me as somebody who went to Creative Pro, like she was trained by Brian Myers. I have no idea where she went to wrestling school, but she has this attitude about her, and I remember when I saw her in NWA, I didn't like her. I kind of just thought, oh, she looks really indie, like she kind of was out of shape, and she just looked like an indie wrestler, and now, more and more I see her, like, Faya and Flava, I thought was a great tag team for her. It gave her some shine. And now she looks great. I think her matches are really, really good. So, yes. And, and I, I've been saying this for years, I feel. Like, the, the Impact Women's Division is strangely good. It's always pretty good. Even when there's a Kimberly and a Susan, it still seems to be a very, very good women's division. Like there's Oh, ladies, Tasha Steeles. When we... <laughs> When we get her as number 97 on the top 100, I already have three PNGs saved. I'm making the folder of her already. <laughs> At the rate she's going, she's won more Ultimate X matches than any other wrestler this year. So she's already on the, the top 100. Oh, ladies, red flag, putting it in your Discord. No! Circle. What is this mask shit? What is this CLE gimmick she's trying to pull off here? Uh. She, she wears the mask. She gets it. She's not ZLE bad, but she's fine. Some chink shit. She shouldn't be wearing a mask. She's a black street girl. Yeah, I don't get why she does that. But it, it's part of like her bandana essay. Like She kind of does that still. She's pretty hood. She probably went to Booker school. Now, Chino, big time match. Moose Morrissey, Brian Myers on commentary. Dude, um, what are your thoughts on this? Because this was a good, like, you talk about two behemoths. This was like the most bohemian I've ever seen. Two meaty men smacking meat. And I don't know. That was all right. Like it wasn't it, like as far as a title match, I get why it wasn't last. Like we have one more match after this. Typically, Gino, we have our champions portion of the evening about to begin. And that normally ends the show. But we had some important business to take care of in the main event. And this match, I forgot it was even happening. And it was in the way of my main event. Yes, this match was too real main eventers. We have W. Morrissey who's proven himself to finally be in championship contention, finally getting his match that he wanted one-on-one -on -one since he did pin Moose for an eighth count in their triple threat match, but the referee was not even alive to count it in that triple threat, so he finally gets his one-on-one -on -one match, and this was living up to what it should be. Just two big men. We got great spear spot. We had the top rope spot, which I was kind of fearful that we were going to get a Spanish fly and W. Morrissey was going to die, but we didn't have the Spanish fly, so they were safe. Just an amazing big man contest and Brian Myers. That's what I want to hear. Thank oh, I'm sorry to interrupt the Brian Myers part. Gino, hold that thought. You're talking my language. Ladies, you're worrying me. Why are all the matches I want to see shitty? Like Deanna's fat, apparently. My Jonah showcase. I don't even know who that is, but Gino says his name all the time. Uh, that match is gonna suck when I watch it according to you. 
only the bad wrestlers did good on this card? Yeah, I would agree with that. I think maybe the build and for this match in particular, it felt fast. Gino, do you have a ring time? Do you have a match time? I'm sure it's on their Wikipedia. I could pull it up for you. Like, it definitely felt like, at least for this one, like, yeah, Gino's naming some cool spots, but that's the match. It's like a four-minute, it's like a Goldberg match. It, it just, as far as an Impact Championship, I almost forgot it was on the card. The way they kind of hyped the whole event, you knew Eddie Edwards has been attacked. What's going to happen in our main event? Who's going to be the fifth man? Oh, it's Willie Mack. No shit. So like yeah, even it, though he was smoked for a triple mania at uh, the triple A show, which was weird to me. He was like he was there, but he wasn't. I, well, see, that's what happens when you follow triple A. So yes, I I watched. So I'm just like, okay, yeah, obviously Willie Max there, and then Chris Saban's like, hell yeah, hell yeah, hey, hey, like I was. Hey, Chris Saban was trying to win an Oscar uh, the other night. So I just think this match, honestly, your friend Scott Tamore probably looked at the time and said. All right, Moose, you guys are, we got to cut three minutes off. Like, it felt real. What, you got a match time, Gino? It felt long, but it was, I mean, it felt short, but it was 12 minutes, 21 seconds. It was the second longest match. Yeah, and it was the title match. Should have been 20 minutes. Give me a Seth Rollins match. So, yeah, it just felt quick. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I watched it wrong because I, I would just watched it like right before we started. So, I was watching it, thought it was all right, wasn't the greatest. But, Kevin, you should watch it. You're going to love it. Up some more needs to watch GCW. You need to get Effie. You need to get uh, like all these guys. There was someone else. I already forgot their name. Oh, Joey Janela. You have all these guys that are going to be the new impact are currently in GCW. And we need Tom Hannafin to say the F word like in GCW. By the way, ladies, did you know Joey Janela was wrestling in a, on a card with big cast W Morrissey and W Morrissey? Tried to kill him backstage. Really? That kind of makes me happy. I really like W. Morrissey. So what happened this time? What did Joey do to deserve this? This is in the video where because I'm always going to it to get fresh butts for the boys. Like <laughs> I always need that clip. And whenever I go to the there, it's on that timestamp. YouTube knows what I want. But I watched extra parts of this Young Bucks conversation with Janela. And Janela says backstage, he thought it was a joke at first because Big Cass was going after him, like following him, kind of almost in a fun way, going, I'm going to get you, Joey. I'm going to kill you, like saying. And, but as he was like getting closer, it was getting scarier. So he's running away. And it was a big backstage that had like a big gym back there. And he was getting chased. They had to lock Joey in like a separate room like and keep him separated from Big Cass. And, but then Joey went on to say, I don't know. I feel for him because I understand substance abuse. So it turned even more real when he said that part. Like, apparently Big Gas was drunk as fuck, about to seize out, and he was really going to kill Joey for us. For us. That's what, that's exactly what I was feeling, because it does feel like – it feels like we're talking about Britt Baker's dentistry. Don't make it personal about substance abuse issues. But, yes, uh, I, I, I and obviously Joey was nowhere in the wrong. He, he definitely didn't egg any of that on. Clear, yeah. Clearly an innocent bystander just kind of minding his own, and he got attacked for no reason. So. Joey never exit on. Like, that time he walked up to Enzo and just punched him in the chest. Then you don't punch Enzo in the chest, Valides. He's a boxer. You better knock him out on that surprise shot. So Enzo got his dukes up. I watched this story again back from Joey. Joey tells this one true, at least. He calls himself a bitch. <laughs> Joey knows what he is. But modern Joey Janela would punch Enzo in the chest and then kick his ass because modern Joey Janela is an athlete, Bleedies. You, have you seen his body yet? I have seen his the body transformation of Joey Janela. I like that he's taking himself a little more seriously because there was a time here in AEW when he showed up as 
a big name, the bad boy. Like we got Joey Janela here in AEW. That's that's a name that people probably know. And he faded really quickly because he was out of shape. It's not like he's good at wrestling. So it was just kind of a, well, we got him. And yeah, when we talked, it was, I keep forgetting if it was you or Tyler. It was you. We watched the clip of Janela talking about how he got in shape. Remember? Yeah. He's just like, he, he, it's hangovers. Hangovers are the key. Gino, we, we got to get you hung over four days a week. That's your diet. And maybe I will get into this hangover diet, but what we got to talk about right now is this hangover. Gino, do you, do you drink? Are, are you a drinker at all, Gino? I only occasionally drink. I have some seltzers, but that's about all I got. What kind of seltzers? You're a seltzy boy. Yeah, I have uh, the, what is it, Bud Light ones that aren't bad. Where are you, Gino? It's like windy when you talk. I have uh, my fan on. Well, on what setting? It sounds it sounds like you're out. Oh, it sounds like you're outdoors. Like it really does. Like every time you talk, I just hear. All right, so going on. That's so I was just curious. I was like, is he somewhere that he's not? Like, did he hang up lights in a green screen outdoors? Because I'm jealous. That would be sick if I did. But no, I'm still right here, and we gotta talk about this amazing contest. Because you know, do you have the fan on so you can have your hoodie on? Like, what is the whole equation when you know the noise is loud enough that you once worried about it why not take off the hoodie wear it spider tank and turn off the fan every time i just prefer having the fan on it's weird to me i just have this want to be like the setup in my mind to be like i had the hoodie on and also have the fan on just because yeah. to have aesthetics well oh, yeah ladies i get it it's so when he's talking and his mom hears him he thinks the fan will make it harder to hear I also think it's like that mentality of like you have the fan on, you have the air conditioner, but then you get your blanket and you're like so snuggled and warm because it's cold. That's what you're doing, right, Gino? It could be something like that, too. It could be subconscious like me wanting to be comfortable and be in this moment in time discussing these amazing. You know, I ordered you a Nurgle Snuggie so you can finally be the Nurgle God in your wheelchair. And I'm sorry, keep interrupting your Brian Myers points. Go ahead. Yes, but yes, the last and Gino, like, yeah, it's just it's fascinating, like, you know, how you just like, I I love it. I love everything about it. I love the hoodie because I I, like I get it. You're trying to make that your signature like you're planning on when we go globally local kids all over the world are going to want the Gino hoodie like that's they're going to either want the Vleeties Bucky's t-shirt and the Angels hat or they're going to want a Henley from Kev Be Cool or the hoodie from Gino, I love it. So, Gino, t- uh, speaking of matches, I can't believe you haven't let me get to this. We had this amazing Honor No More, which, uh, by the way, amazing name for a tag team, uh, for a group, rather, a faction. Kenny King, the pretty boy Pitbull, he's back in Impact. He didn't have to screw Rhett Titus out of a tag team championship run to do it this time. I know wrestling, too. Uh, team Impact, consisting of Chris Sabin. Rich Swan, my favorite wrestler. Eddie Edwards, for some reason, everyone's favorite wrestler. Rhino, and the other person's cropped out, but we all know it's Steve Macklin. Uh, and by the way, I think that's kind of interesting. He was on Team Impact. Like, he's Impact now. Like, as how long has it been? He's been there for like a few months now, but he had to replace Josh Alexander because Josh Alexander got suspended indefinitely. 
that's right. So, okay, Josh makes way more sense. But, but so that's interesting. Impact lost two guys tonight. Because earlier in the show, Gino, we witnessed Eddie Edwards just laid out fucking way too much drinking with Joey Janela. He's just laying there, bat, knocked out apparently. And they needed a replacement for Eddie Edwards. We all knew it was Willie Mack. Unless you follow AAA on Twitter, you assumed it was going to be somebody else. You thought Willie Mack was fighting Drag Drakingo at AAA uh, in Arena Mexico. So this, we love a good 10-man tag as our main event. Now, forget about the match. The swerve, Gino. Eddie Edwards turned heel. Like Now, this is a guy who I don't really like as far as matches goes and character. Him turning heel is kind of interesting. It's still Eddie Edwards, though, so we're going to have to hear him talk about it. Uh, dude, what do you think about Matt Taven? And, and Do you like Matt Taven now? Because I've been telling you Matt Taven's been great, and I feel like finally you're starting to see that now that he's like the leader of this group, that he's pretty awesome. I've always loved Matt Taven, and Matt Taven is with Vincent, which is amazing. We have them together as a group with OGK, with the OTK, whatever the deal it's OGK. With him and Mike Bennett, amazing tag team, and they're also going to be in the Crockett Cup, but that's beside the point right now. We had this amazing 10-man tag, and Matt Taven got to prove himself why he is Matt Taven, and he always wants to bring it up when he has those amazing spots that I'm Matt Taven. The best that was the end of that? Oh, yeah, Gino, this was a gr <laughs> this was a great match, Gino. You are right. Uh, I really enjoyed – first of all, the, the brawl itself, the storyline's pretty good. I, I enjoy – oh, we, we're all guys from Ring of Honor who – you know, Ring of Honor's dead, so they come out. And I even liked – I even like Ikebani trying to explain uh, – remember that the last pay-per-view was like, Jonathan Gresham is here tonight as representative of Ring of Honor. However, these other guys, they are they are not. We, they have not been sent by Sinclair. They, I don't know why they're here. So, yes, Gino, they, it was very clear these guys are a renegade outfit. And, yes, we, and renegades that could renegade. have been involved in the Eddie Edwards attack, but we didn't know what the real story was. If we're going to have Team Impact, we need to have Aces and Eights or something of that <laughs> level. Ladies, what is this honor no more, and why is Velvet Sky on their team? Because uh, that's Maria Menounos, actually, or Maria Canellis. Maria and this is a team of all Ring of Honor guys. And when Ring of Honor capsized in the middle of the ocean, uh, these uh, these five guys, first of all, it was just the four at first. They showed up. It was PCO, Vincent. Uh, it was a bunch of guys I don't like and Mike Bennett. And now I love Matt Taven. I still don't like Vincent or PCO. But when Kenny King showed up, I was like, dude, I love Kenny King. I've I've been saying this forever. Ring of Honor should just be Kenny King's the world champ. Now the pretty boy Pitbull and Mike Bennett have to carry their three friends into a main event. And it sounds was amazing, dude. <laughs> Ring of Honor? Why didn't they just write that? Team Ring of Honor. Because this is because because uh, Ikebani told us these guys are not representative of Ring of Honor. No, we don't know why they're here. So because for appearances' sake, Impact and Ring of Honor still need to look like they're they're cohesive. They're they're strange bedfellows. So Weird. these guys, they are renegade outfit, Kevin. We don't know why they're here. Oh, we know why they're here to beat up our friends at Impact. But since they won this match, courtesy of Eddie Edwards turning on Team Impact, these guys all have Impact contracts now, right? You know. They're at least able to stay. I don't know if they're contracted with Impact, but they're able to stay because if Impact were to somehow win this big contest where they were one-sided for a moment, 
it could have been that they would be gone for good, but no, they're here to stay. Why do you like? Why, why do you like Mike Bennett? He's clearly the best. Like I don't know. Like it's so strange to hear you like. Oh, it's cool to see Vincent. Like Mike Bennett. Mike is good, but Matt no, no, the he's better great. One the tag team. Mike Bennett is great. He is really good. Maria makes him even better, but Matt Taven is just the better. He of the makes tag Maria team. better. You're right. Maria is just but some chick that never wrestles. Setup. But again, we're talking about the Eddie turn, and this was a big moment because Eddie Edwards, for a long time for me, was the heart and soul of Impact. Because they kept telling but, us that, by the way. That's the only reason why people say that is because Josh Matt, because Josh fucking Matthews, like the worst announcer ever for the longest time. The ass kicking machine. What? Thank you, Nathan. But yes, they, like every time you see Eddie Edwards, the heart and soul of Impact Wrestling is here. Like and because of this turn, is this. It almost felt to me more damning, even more worse than when Davey turned. Malachi Black says Big Bob V. Leaders. Big Bob! Did you miss Big Bob? He had a great heel turn. He did have a big heel turn, but I think what Nathan's going to talk about is that Big Bob showed up on NXT tonight. He helped Dolph win. What? Bobby Roode is back in NXT. Oh, that's true. I forgot he was there. So, yes, uh, Dolph Ziggler was also there. He lost to Rusev many years ago on NXT. So, yes, Gino, you're right. Mike Bennett is awesome. But Eddie Edwards, the heart and soul of Impact, he turned on Impact. And you said it was – did you cry? Were you, you were bringing up the Davey, the Davey Richards one like that? That was kind of stupid. I was like, this is almost as devastating to me, but I was like, this is even worse because – Eddie's been with Impact for so long. Davey and him were only together for like a couple of years in Impact, but this Eddie was still here for so long. He finally decided to turn him up, be against Impact. This is even bigger than Bully Ray turning and finding out he was the leader of Aces and Aces. Isn't oh, it? Shit. <laughs> no, I, he's he's being ridiculous. But also, it, don't you think it's odd that this this happened? So I knew about this turn before I saw the match. Like that was kind of the bum out for me because I, Instagram exists and everything exists. I was in Honolulu, so I, I opened my phone and the first thing I see. Uh, well, the first thing I saw was Richard Holiday turning on your boy Hammer, and that yeah. that one I I was like I'm wiping tears from my eyes, like I can't believe that it finally happened. And then I the next like tweet or whatever it's called went on Instagram. The next Facebook post is Eddie Edwards betraying Impact. Like even the caption was like posted by Impact. Like why Eddie? Why? This is why we need Josh Matthews. Eddie, what are you doing? So. Oh, Gino, this was so damning. You're right. Wait, let me just catch up. Is Eddie Edwards the fat fuck on Team Impact? The guy who's only standing in front because which one is the other guy? You mean Rhino? Eddie Edwards can't even stand in front of whoever's on the the, left of him. Who's that bum? Yeah, it's Rich Swan, Chris Saban, Rhino, and then cut off in this post on our good friends over at BleacherReport.com. Uh, who was that? CYN would fuck both these teams up. When we start controlling our narrative, then wrestling can be wrestling. How is there no Velvet Sky on Team Impact, at least? This girl was the whole company, and she has an OnlyFans now, Nathan, and I got the hookup. Is it worth it? What do you, what do you say? Oh, she's out there. She's out there trying to cover up that vagina. But it's only her first sets, Bleedies, and she's already bottomless. So give it a year. The hand will get out of the way. Well, I like that I ask you, like, is it worth it? And you go straight to the bottom. Do we see anything on the top? Well, nipples are inevitable, but not yet. 
they're okay good i'm glad that at least we know but i enjoy that they're inevitable and i and we are moving slowly where's velvet sky on your list you know did you finish to her yet i don't believe i have man but i don't know about impact again if we had a woman in the corner of team impact i don't know who it would be because everyone who would be there already was booked for the show yeah. Oh, you mean like who? Any of them. So they're there already. Get them out there. What are they? What are they going to do? A hurricane runner? They ain't Tessa. Yeah. Get Velvet Sky out there. Ladies, where does Velvet do commentary? She does commentary. The last time I saw was NWA. She was doing commentary. I've not watched NWA since Gino and I watched Empower, which was an amazing show. And then we watched uh, some of 73. But yes, Gino, we would definitely have Lady Frost in the corner of Team Impact. I don't know why you didn't just say that. She's like a full-time employee there now, so we're going to get her. Uh, we didn't have Rachel Ellering. She could have been in the corner. Any- Ooh, I'm sick of seeing her fucking body on the fappeningblog.com flash forum. Rachel Ellering every fourth post. Jordan Grace right after. We don't need the Impact pictures, ladies. No. we. Well, what do we got on Rich Swan? Any good pics of that? How is he on Team Impact? I hate Team Impact. He's it's like, yeah, he's like important to Impact. So Come on, catch the buzz, feel the sting. A chicken winner from Nathan. Yeah, it was kind of a, a ragtag group of individuals uh, that were hold holding together. Come Team on, Impact. Catch the buzz, feel the sting. Malachi Black with another chicken winner and an easy, which is the smoothie. I used to think it was a pickle with a straw in it, Kevin. Come on, catch the buzz, feel the sting. Why is the team of Scott Demore's Impact? It's clear. Yeah, well, and we're in this era of impact where we don't have Johnny Mundo. We don't have Austin Aries. We don't have Josh Alexander. Because even just having Josh is like we have – I mean, you can even say – I guess everyone besides Macklin on the poster is a former impact champion, which is kind of sad. But either way, this was a phenomenal event. I was very happy with no surrender. Very surprised. Master Sexy no says, surrender. catch my fuzz, feel my thing. Catch my fuzz, feel my thing. Is that a Rich Swan thing? I don't remember if that's a Rich Swan thing, but since we are discussing this Impact event, we do have another one coming up, Sacrifice, and we have two matches already announced for this amazing card already. We also have another Vleeties in between now and then before Sacrifice on March 5th going head-to-head with WWE uh, Madison Square Garden. Isn't that right, Gino? I think it is on the exact same night. So we're going to have two W another head-to-head like they had with AAA this week. But we have Jay White versus the person you hate. He's coming back. Alex Shelley is back in impact for this amazing feud he's going to have with Jay White. He's it's back, baby. Yeah, I'm still mad at him for ditching us for like two years. We've had to watch Chris Saban hang out with uh, – he had to go, Yes! Heck yeah! Like he was so pumped up to see Willie Mack. It just made me think, gosh, you need your tag team partner back so fucking bad. You need Alex Shelley. The one Detroit needs heroes. They need the Motor City machine guns. And for some reason, we didn't get that for like two years. We had to go have a couple fucking opera cups. Uh, yeah. So, okay, sweet. That'll be a fun time. Sacrifice. Go to YouTube.com slash Ultimate Insiders. TNA is my favorite wrestling promotion, and you Great. should get 10% off. Like I still have that $4.99. It just comes out of my account. I don't see myself canceling it. It's still, I enjoy the show. So there's it's no – yeah, and it's easy to go back. And plus, dude, fucking all this stuff's on demand. I can just watch that, that pay-per-view whenever I want. So If Dickie Dice and Matt Cardona aren't main event and feature match, I'm not there. What's up? With, yeah, Zicky's definitely going to be doing something important, right? He should be one of the top guys in Impact. 
You should, but as we did here on commentary, at least what Tom Havitt said about Brad Myers, that he cut the entire Larry Tree, but Brad Myers like, no, they're just gone. They need they were cut. I didn't cut anybody. Yeah, he so said we like don't know the whole story about the learning tree. We we're taking a break. Answer. I think he was trying to just allude that he doesn't cut people like Vince. Like I think that's though he did cut Sam Beal. Yes, Manny Lemons. We didn't cut Sam Beal. He fucking beat him up. He got him out of there. And Manny Lemons, he got cut though. Well, in one segment, he just cut Manny Lemons. Well, and Sam Beal, Sam Beal's gone, right? Like I haven't seen him. Around. I think he is actually gone. Yeah. But the other match we do have set for sacrifice. What you're gonna bring up next week? What you're gonna bring up next week, Gino? Because next week Uh-oh. is the go home show. So we're gonna we're gonna preview. Sac- Don't worry, we're going to preview sacrifice next week. So Nathan. Set your DVR. We're going to be live next week, and we're going to break down Sacrifice. You know, there's going to be more matches announced this Thursday on Impact Wrestling. So don't miss it, Gino. Message Kevin when it's on. Hell yeah, I'll let him know as soon as Impact starts to pull up your fucking YouTube and pay the five dollars to watch it live. Four ninety nine. Scott Demar is not the problem, ladies. They're all the problem. He's fucking loser. Non-businessmen, not understanding that Zicky Dice. Actually, they know he makes a better site than them, and they're jealous. So they bury him with Lance Hoyt. They bring him out and give him a big boot. They do whatever they can. Zicky Dice will rise above, ladies. Oh, he's going to be fine. I'm excited for the future of Zicky. I'm also excited for the future of VSK. Look, at Dakota's already pumped, you know, next week, the official Impact Wrestling Sacrifice Preview. Aren't you excited? I am really excited, and we since we are discussing VSK really quickly, the Cardonas, which is VSK, and our guy Mike Knox is a tag team going to hopefully win this entire Crockett Cup. Kevin, what an amazing time that we had tonight. What are your thoughts before we go on the Crockett Cup? You love Davy Crockett. You're always wearing your coonskin cap. What are your thoughts going into the, to an amazing Wednesday night? I'm ready for the Owen Hart Cup. I'm ready to win it in AW2K24. It's going to be the best game we're never going to get. You know, it's never coming. Kenny Omega invested eight figures of his own money, Vleeties, and we're only getting two apps out of the deal. Also, I'm coming with full notes next week. We're not going to discuss sacrifice. <laughs> I am so sorry, Dakota, but I heard enough about this indie shit. I want GCW. Oh, we will be watching some GCW. I'm sure they're having a pay a, a, a premium live event this Friday. Gino, it's going to be tough. Are you going to watch it? I'm going to have to watch it after third hour. It's going to be an amazing show because we will get X-Pac and Joey Janela jobbing to the major players. It's going to be an amazing Ooh, That sounds absolutely terrible. Thank He's you. trolling me, Bleedies. I yelled at him for that last night after your cutoff. That's not happening. X-Pac, I went on a whole thing, Bleedies, about <laughs> X-Pac and how proud of him I am after we buried him for his dead eyes for a decade. And I know you're trying to go, but X-Pac earned this time. X-Pac was one, two, three, kid. And in Chikara, he got to be it again. Remember, Vlidi's the magic in that room? Then when he came out at GCW, he came out as himself, and the magic was there. It wasn't his fault he sucked all these years. It's all these shitty impacts. He went to TNA, and TNA sucked. Now he's in GCW, and we blow the roof off the place. This is a great opportunity for him, and it seems like GCW appreciates the legends, all right? And I think X-Pac, much like Gino's other favorite, Jerry Lynn, never got the full respect of like, no, he's a legend. He should be pushed to the moon. So we're getting X-Pac in a wrestling match. You guys are going to have such a great time watching that. I'm going to have a great time listening to you guys talk about that because next week when I say – 
yeah, I really enjoy Christian's new green tights. And then Gino's going to go, oh, well, since you brought up the color green, uh, X-Pac had a match and he wore green. So I can't wait to hear all about it from you guys. But tomorrow, Kevin, the whole fucking show, immediately following Dynamite. We didn't even talk about what's on Dynamite. Gino, real quick, what's on Dynamite tomorrow? I have no idea what's on Dynamite tomorrow. Oh, DDP is going to have a match against Jake the Snake Roberts. I can't wait to see it. It's going to be fantastic. This is our first. Is this our first Dynamite with no Cody? I think yeah, last week had no Cody as well. So oh, this is the no. second week this, without Cody. This is going to be rough. I don't know how they're going to put together a show without Brandy Rhodes. So I can't wait, Kevin. I will see you tomorrow night. Gino, any parting words before we sign off? I just thought this was an amazing show, man. I'm looking forward to next week for us to discuss impact and the going oh, on that happened this dude. weekend. Dude, the sacrifice go home show is going to be fantastic. See that, Gino? You got kept up all day by Tyler with Fortnite. You don't need sleep. I don't need that much sleep. I'll have put in some sleep tonight, but hopefully I'll be ready for NXT, uh, AEW tomorrow. Gino, did you go to work? You you told me like you've been doing work around the house. Are you doing? Are you on user? What's it called? Userinterviews.com? Are you doing like surveys and stuff? I've not been doing anything like that currently. I've just been like again working around this house, doing like productive stuff, keeping myself active and keep myself in a better mindset than just being negative the entire time. But there are days where depression does hit. You were, Gemini days. Gemini. Well, you guys both sit around and worry about the nothing. Like when Gino said that last night, it like really scared me. Like, like Gino, you you phrased it like, oh, it's just everything. And then there's moments of happiness. Like it should be the other way. Like, oh, life's great. And then there's moments of sadness. Like you got to flip that. Like, did you do crafts today? Like what work around the house are you doing? You vacuuming? I've been like vacuuming, keeping things like trash up because I've been there are days when I do just get lazy and I don't do it. So I got to go back and actually do it that day to get myself into a better space. Yeah, you I know, realized- I need a smell to get me out of my chair. Like once the trash, I took the trash out last night because it was just unbearable. <laughs> there were dead mollies in there and I took it out. Nice. It takes me again. What I got to do is I see my environment. I realize this is not a good environment. It's not helping me at all. So I need to like fix it and it gets me into a better mental state. I don't even shower till there's a smell sometimes. That's not healthy. Now, the other times it's just I wait till the haircut. There's a smell, but I mean, I'm going to wait till I'm cutting my hair of ladies to take a shower. I'm averaging once a week on these things and my body feels fine. I think when you live in your own domicile like you do, showering, because I was even thinking, like, why do you guys shower? Like, I shower, like, I go to work, I'm outside, if I squeeze, if I go to the gym, I need a shower. Like, there's there's other, my routine requires a shower in it at some point. If you guys don't have that set routine, what's really the function of a shower? Like, you know, when do you know it's time to shower, or do you just shower every morning? I just shower every day because I just realized that it's better to do that. Because I do know there's like bugs and stuff just all around what? the air, and I know how much the air <laughs> circulates, and it's not—it's not like it's recycled. It's all fresh air in this house. It's air that's constantly here, constantly moving back and forth, and it's not clean entirely. So again, I, I know my entire body will be full with something from the environment. Gino, your shower ain't cleaning the air. Then again, Forrest could have used one bleedius when he had a must in my ear—a musk. Yeah, I, I always hear the forest stories, and it does seem like that was a guy who didn't know in his routine where the shower was. Like, it just didn't fit his mindset. Like, where do I shower? I don't need to. I work at a gas station. Everything smells like when I don't shower. So that's kind of what I, I worry. So Gino's showering every day, but then he tells me there's bugs in the air. So I don't know 
if we're doing this right. But that would be a Georgia thing. Ladies, I know you're trying to leave. I'm so sorry. But once I start exercising again, then I'll start showering again. You're right. I need a routine. Yeah, and I think that that's definitely like okay. Well, I know that I know I, I had gel in my hair. I could smell my taint just from going to the bathroom a few times. I need to shower. Like there's duck butter for days. So once we get rid of that duck butter, we're gonna be a lot more productive. But thank you guys so much. I'll see both of you tomorrow on our Wednesday discussion called the whole fucking show, the legendary one. You guys have a good night. Those are my two best friends, Gino and Kevin. Gino doesn't tell us who all of his friends are, but it's fine. We still get it. We understand it. Thank Thank you guys for coming in and hanging out with me tonight. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow with the great Kev Be Cool with Gino, the whole effing show right after Dynamite. I can't wait for it. You guys can't wait for it. And I'll see you guys then. Have a good night, everybody. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Thank you, Cassidy, for at the buzzer. We got a man a spell. We're on fire. We got some stay safe. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. And yeah, like I said uh, with Geezy, I will probably record like something short and just put it up this weekend. Recap what happened on vacation. Maybe even go live right here on Trova.live slash Pleadies. So make sure you remember the Discord for that. Have a good night, everybody. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Hi, it's Carl Deichler, CEO of Beachbody. And I'm giving away 10,000 free memberships a week to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Pick any program and just follow it step by step, like our 21-day fix program or the ab shredding muscle burns fat program. Plus, there's free support in personalized fitness groups with our community of over 2 million members. Now is the time, so don't wait. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hurry in during Ram Truck Month, where you'll find J.D. Power's number one brand and new vehicle quality in 2021. And right now, get 0% financing for 72 months on the 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star. For 2021 J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Not compatible with any other offer. 0% APR financing for 72 months equal $13.89 per month per $1,000 finance for well-qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital regardless of down payment. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for details. Offer ends 5 22